Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We continue our study of Hilchas Beis Habechira. We're learning about the Beit HaMikdash. And specifically, we've been learning about the biblical mandate, the mitzvah, to guard the Beit HaMikdash. Over the last couple of episodes, we've explained this in great detail. Up until this point, we've only focused on the fact that this mitzvah, this commandment, is a positive one. Now, Maimonides takes us in a new direction. Perek Ches, the 8th chapter, Halacha Gimel. Ve'im bitlu shmirozo, and if this watch stops, if it's nullified, ovru belosase, then at that point, they have violated a negative commandment of the Torah, and I'll add the words as well. Shenemar, for it is written, and here Maimonides takes us back to the book of Numbers. Chapter 18, now we're going to go to verse 5. Over there it is written, Ushmartem et Mishmeret HaKodesh. So very interestingly, yesterday we read or quoted verse 4, in which we hear about Vishomru es mishmeret hakodesh, which literally translates as, they shall keep the charge, or the watch of the tent of meeting. Now, the Rambam quotes from verse 5, Ushmartem eit mishmeret hakodesh, they shall keep the charge of the sanctuary. The et mishmeret hamizbeach, as well as the charge of the altar. Why did the Rambam go ahead and quote verse 5 when yesterday he was quoting verse 4? Well, clearly, verse 4 indicates the positive mitzvah. Verse 5, however, seems to be indicating that this is a negative mitzvah. After all, the Rambam says, it's a negative mitzvah. How do you know? Shenemar, because it's written. The problem, of course, is that the word ushmartem Et mishmeret sounds like positive language. This is what you're supposed to do. How'd that become a negative mitzvah? This precise question is going to be answered by Maimonides in the next few words. The Lashon Shmira, when he uses the terminology watch, aha, this is not a positive mitzvah, but rather azharahi. It becomes a warning, if you will. Holomadata. From here we can learn. Sheshmirato, that the watching, guarding of the Beit HaMikdash, mitzvat asei, is a positive mitzvah. Ubitl shmirato, and nullifying the watch, comprises belotasei, the violation of a negative mitzvah. This is a little bit difficult to understand on the surface, <laughs> because, after all, we have the same verbiage repeated multiple times here. We hear about the idea of the Kohanim and the Levites becoming responsible. Then in verse 3 it says, Vishomru. Vishomru, Mishmartacho, Mishmeret Kol Ha'oel. The Levites are supposed to keep the charge, the charge of the tent of meeting. In verse 4, once again we hear about Vishomru et Mishmeret. They'll keep the charge. They'll guard the guard and watch the watch. And then in verse 5, we have Ushmartem et Mishmeret HaKodesh. And here suddenly the Rambam says, Ushmartem, 
That is a negative mitzvah. Hey, is it positive or negative? In verse 4, it was quoted to prove or buttress the idea that it's a positive mitzvah and whose mitzvah it belongs to, meaning whose mandate it is. Now the Ramam is quoting the same verbiage from the next verse and he's introducing it as a negative mitzvah. And he says, well, that's what the language of Shmirah, you better watch it, it's not a positive, that would be a negative. Now, to be sure, the Rambam quoting these words in the book of Mishnah Torah isn't new. Already previously, in the book of Mitzvot, originally written in Arabic but rendered into Hebrew by Rabbi Yehuda ibn Tibbon, in the 67th negative mitzvah, the Rambam writes, quote, We were warned in the Torah, don't allow a cessation, a stop of the watch around the Beit HaMikdash. And the verse he quotes, Numbers 18, verse 5, V'hu amroi, God says in his Torah, Ushmartem et mishmeret hakodesh. The Ramam goes on to say, I've already explained to you in Mitzvah 22 of the positive mitzvahs that this is a positive mitzvah. Shmirat hamigdash mitzvah tasei. So here we are becoming aware or being explained. Shebitul that violating this positive mitzvah is in fact mitzvah lotasei. So it's not simply a sin of omission, the lack of doing a positive mitzvah, it actually becomes a violation of God's specific instructions. You'd better not do fill in the blank, the cessation or stoppage of that watch. To be sure, this idea, which the Rambam already has talked about in the book of mitzvahs, jives perfectly with the Rambam's own introduction to the book of mitzvahs. Before he begins to list the actual mitzvahs, the Rambam enumerates what we call klalim, the basic rules, the principles by which he derived what is and isn't included in the number 248 for the positive mitzvahs, 365 for the negative mitzvahs. Near the end of the eighth principle, the Rambam says, and I quote, I must tell you, milim hamishamshot batorah la'azhara, that the verbiage, the words used in the Torah as a warning, read negative mitzvah, hein arba, four words, four words in the Torah indicate that we're talking about a negative mitzvah. What might those four words be? The Rambam says, hishomer, better watch yourself, pen, lest, al, and then vilo. So al and velo are similar permutations. Hope we got sound here. Yeah. And as such, this is the concept of what we would call a negative mitzvah. The Rambam here quotes a Gemara. This idea is talked about in Mesechet Zvachim. It's found in Mesechet Menachot. And it's found in Mesechet Eruvin, to quote a few. Komokim shenemer, hishomar, pen, va'al velo. Whenever we have this kind of verbiage, eno ela mitzvat lo taseh. Well, let's take a look, for example, in the Gemara in Mesechet Eruvin. So there, the Gemara is talking about two positive mitzvahs. The mitzvah of Korban Pesach and the mitzvah of circumcision. And the Gemara discusses whether or not somebody who doesn't bring a Korban Pesach or doesn't get circumcised actually violates a negative mitzvah. 
And the Gemara introduces the words, Amr Rabbi Eloi, the Amr Rabbi Oven. Whenever you have this verbiage, it means there's a negative mitzvah. Now, when you take a look in Rashi, Rashi says, Pirush, he shomar shalotasakain. Watch yourself. Make sure you don't do this. Kigon, he shomar lachapentichrot. Like, for example, we are told, lest you make the mistake of cutting a covenant, making a peace treaty with the Canaanite neighbors. Rashi quotes a number of examples, including the idea of removing the signs of the paranormal skin discoloration we refer to as tzorat. Now, the thing is, the Gemara there is talking specifically about two positive mitzvot, and despite the fact that we quote this verbiage, one who does not have a brit milah did not violate a negative mitzvah. One who does not bring a korban Pesach has not actually violated a technical biblical mitzvah. Another location where this is discussed is found in the Gemara in Masechet Menachot. The Gemara there once again says, Rabbi Ovin, Omer, Rabbi Eloi, Kol Mokim, Shnemer, Hishomer, Pen, Ba'al, Eino Elo, Lotase. Rashi there, you'll forgive me, goes ahead and says, Rabbi Elozer, Sovar, Hishomer, Dechsiv, Bimilta, Bimizer, Achmana, whenever you have the word Hishomer in something that the Torah is warning you about, it amounts to a lotase. It amounts to a negative. And once again, Rashi here quotes the examples of tzarat and the example of not creating a covenant, a peace treaty with Canaanite neighbors. And he suggests that this is the same with regard to the mitzvah of tefillin. To put on tefillin at night would be a violation of a negative mitzvah in the Torah. Well, the interesting thing is that the Rambam in Hilchas Tefillin actually says that. He rules this way, and we can see this is found in the Laws of Tefillin, second book, book of Ahava Love, Our Affection for God. It's the 11th halacha of the fourth chapter, and it reads, Kol The Rambam rules, anybody who would don the Tefillin after the sun has gone down, over belav. He violates a negative mitzvah. How so? Shenemar, it says, Vishomarta esachuka hazot. You'd better keep this mitzvah, miyamim yimima, from day to day. And the indication is that this mitzvah, a euphemism for tefillin, is talking about miyom liyom, during the daylight hours, not at night. The problem, of course, is that whilst the Rambam seems consistent in his rulings, telling us that whenever we have the verbiage of Hishomer, you better watch it, it amounts to a negative mitzvah. In fact, the Rambam does not include the negative mitzvah of putting on tefillin at night as a negative mitzvah. That is to say, proverbially speaking, one who would do it is violating an instruction of the Torah, but it isn't counted. The same is true with regard to the Korban Pesach and the Brit Milah, and the question then is, how did the Rambam make a distinction in this particular mitzvah, creating both a negative as well as a positive iteration, mitzvah and mitzvah lotase? So, the thing is, not everybody, not everybody kind of um, buys into this idea that it's a mitzvah. In fact, 
Rabbeinu Yosef Kurkos, in his commentary on the Rambam, says, I have to tell you, lo matzati mevur. I didn't really find this halacha explanatory. It is true that it's a rule, and he quotes the Gemara in Masechet Eruvin that I just shared with you, and he says, it's a lotase, yet the great Tosafist, Rabbeinu Moshe of Kusi, in his Sefer Mitzvah's Gadol, Smag, did not count it as a negative mitzvah. So it isn't so simple. The Rambam is drawing on that statement of the Talmud, but here he's actually enumerating it as a negative mitzvah. And as the Rikurka says, this is not so clearly explained. How did the Rambam come to that conclusion? The answer can perhaps be found in the book of Torah education, the Sefer HaChinuch, which we believe was likely authored by the great Rishon, Rabbi Aaron of Barcelona. In Mitzvah 391, the Sefer HaChinuch, who doesn't always, but oftentimes, will follow the Rambam's lead, lists this idea as a negative mitzvah. In his system of nomenclature, it turns out to be Mitzvah 391, and he says, we call this mitzvah, Shalolavatel Shmirat HaMikdash, not to nullify the watch of the Beis HaMikdash. No stopwatch. And he says, how do we know that? And he quotes the same verse. Numbers 18, verse 5. Ushmartem es mishmeret hakodesh. The Sefer Achinoch goes on to explain. He says, Yudua, shaloshon shmira omed b'mekom lav. Whenever we have this idea of, don't you do that. Invariably, it's a stand-in for an outright warning in the Torah don't. And he quotes the Gemara in Masechet Eruvin. But the thing is, it isn't really that clear altogether. And so, he goes on to suggest the following. It's possible that our sages, and the Rambam follows this, would have extrapolated or delved into the verses and come out with both a positive and a negative, although the verbiage is so similar, for precisely that reason. When we find two verses in the scripture, Morim al-Davar Echad, both of them are essentially saying the same thing. Guard the Beit HaMikdash. One of them comes to us in Derech Tzivuilanochach. One of us is, here's what you need to do. The other is kind of Nistar. This should be done. But it isn't a direct command. A direct command, he says, is more intense. It's what you'd call heavier. Speaking about a situation or narrating how things should be is more of a softer approach. And he says... When you weigh the distinction between what we call a more direct approach and a softer approach, he says, Hanister, then the narrative telling us about how things should be, that would be a positive mitzvah. And when the Torah speaks forcefully, telling us, here's what you need to do, that would indicate a negative mitzvah. Otherwise, it's simple redundancy. We've said the same thing twice without making any kind of addition. And so the Rambam Quoting our sages, rules 
that this business of watching or guarding the Beis HaMikdash is so important, so critical, that it's both a positive and a negative. To be sure, this is not the only place in the Torah where it adjures us with both positive and negative commandments. For example, the observance of Shabbat is both a positive and a negative. Another example is returning a lost item to somebody whose property disappeared. There's a mitzvah of going and returning the lost item and to turn the other way and ignore this responsibility would violate a negative mitzvah. The upshot is the Beis HaMikdash is a terribly important place to us. The honor, the glory, the dignity of the Beis HaMikdash should touch us to our very core. The Torah wants to be sure that we hold Hashem, His home and presence in the highest of esteem. So Rambam says it's a positive and a negative. All of this, of course, only emphasizes how important the Beis HaMikdash is to us. And as I've mentioned previously, although we don't have the physical, material Beis HaMikdash, when we speak and study about it, that kind of mindfulness is at least a euphemistic fulfillment of this mitzvah of always remembering and constantly yearning for the restoration of Hashem's holy home. May we merit to see the third Beis HaMikdash occupy its rightful place in the Har HaBayit and Yerushalayim Erakodesh, Bimheira Ubi Amenu, speedily, and in our days, Amen. Thank you so much for joining. Have a beautiful day.